It's a trap! Hello and welcome to episode number 195 of Radio TCX, your weekly source for X-Wing news and strategy. I'm Tim Dugan, and I am joined by my usual co-host, Carson Ray. Hello, everyone. Great day to talk about X-Wing. It is going to be a busy week for Star Wars fans. We have the episode 9 release happening uh, tomorrow, if you're listening when this episode posts, Thursday. Um, so, uh, yeah, everyone's kind of anticipating that right now. I think wow. all of us in the uh, Star Wars fan community. I felt like I just time traveled a little bit when you said it was going to come out tomorrow and my, my heart well, skipped a little bit right <laughs> there. Yeah. Really exciting time to be a Star Wars fan right now. New, new movie release. We've got, uh, Mandalorian closing out here in the next couple weeks. So, uh, today we're going to start by looking at some of the recent OP news and some of our predictions here for what's coming in the coming year of X-Wing. And then we're going to talk a little bit about um, some episode nine stuff. Specifically, we're not we haven't seen the movies yet, so no spoilers on that front. We Speak will talk a little bit. <laughs> I'll make sure I'll edit out Carson spoilers. Um, we are going to talk about a little bit of the content that's been revealed in the trailers. So if you're one of those no trailer fans, uh, we'll tell you when to stop listening in a little bit here. But no, we have no story spoilers or anything, obviously. So yeah, a couple things to talk about today. So I think we should get to it. No qualms here. Let's get right to it. All right. So one of the bigger pieces of X-Wing news that dropped a few weeks ago, we got some information from Alex Watkins, who works for uh, Fantasy Flight. I believe he's the head of organized play. Uh, Dropped some very relevant X-Wing information for us. Uh, Put a post out that says, uh, he says this information is 90% accurate. So uh, in classic Fantasy Flight fashion, not going 100% committal. It's probably like, 20 25 percent <laughs> accurate so with their track the conversion record, rate. Oh, who knows maybe they'll cancel a couple of these things just two weeks before they're supposed to come out but um we're looking at uh some things coming for organized play in the x-wing year we already got some information about some format changes for system opens and grands um but alex gave us some more information he's going to let us know on december 27th there's apparently going to be a big x-wing organized play article um, that'll be telling us more about what Organized Play is doing with X-Wing in the 2020 year. Uh, January 9th is the big day, though. We're going to have a live stream from FFG with a live points update. Um, and the points documents will go live that day, as well as for the app, with legality starting 11 days after that. So all these points will be tournament uh, standard on January 20th. Yeah, and that's a pretty convenient time. That means, you know, those of you traveling to warm Las Vegas this winter will you know, have some fresh new points to play with at the Las Vegas Open. Or, you know, if you're across the pond, uh, I think the UK system open is not that far after that. Yeah, early February, I think, for the UK system open. Be great to have, you know, all these big events where players get to take, you know, their first crack at these new points. Uh, Give us that first idea of what this whole new meta will be like. Because we'll be stuck with it for another six months. So hopefully <laughs> we get some cool, good results. I don't know if convenient is the word I'm going to use. I think it's exciting. I'm really excited to have an opportunity here because uh, John and I will both be playing at LVO. Um, it's going to be really interesting, too, to see a big points shake up shortly before the event um, with just about, I don't know, two weeks to practice beforehand. Um, I think we'll see a lot of new list builds coming out, whatever people think is going to be at the top here. But it'll be cool to see um, what actually ends up winning that tournament, making those top cut final rounds, because um, that's going to shape a lot of what 
the game will be for the next several months. Well, I mean, we had the opposite of this happen last year uh, when we went to the Phoenix system open and points were changed uh, the next day after that tournament finished. <laughs> right. So, so no one really cared about the results of that tournament, um, which is unfortunate because I think we all put a lot of effort into our lists. But <laughs> yeah, it was a fun one. So yes, you know, short notice um, to build these lists uh, is unfortunate, but you know, it's cool to have you know whatever success you find there uh, really matter and be the first um, kind of stepping stone for the brand new meta. I am actually really interested on that organized play article that's going to come out uh, right before the new year. Um, mostly, I kind of want to hear the rationale because we had that recent change where they announced all the system open events were going to be transitioning to the hyperspace format, uh, and then most other major events will still be extended. So I'm, I'm interested to hear the logic behind that. Uh, we've talked a lot on this podcast about um, is hyperspace has not been very relevant and should it be more relevant? And it kind of seemed like that when they switched it to system opens, but with every other major event being extended. Yeah, I mean, we got really excited with that announcement and I think um, over-extrapolated what that meant. Um, so it'll be nice to see the actual uh, reasoning behind all their decisions and switching things up for this next year. Uh, and I think right now, honestly, going into a points update on January 9th, uh, you and me, Carson, are probably both in different headspaces because since you're not playing at LVO, you've got some extra time before the next uh, major event you play in. Um, so you'll get to see kind of what's going on. Me and John are just kind of going in blind. So we will have to develop our lists in pretty short order here. Do you have any general thoughts about like what what do you do when you know a points update is coming? There's not much I can practice because who knows what's going to even be points viable like a lot of list builds i think right now might not even be able to might not be able to be played after the points updates what do you think me and john should be doing well i'll tell you what i would be doing and what i will be doing is uh messing around trying new fun squads uh for a few weeks and then uh seeing whatever you and john come up with that does well at lvo and just <laughs> copying that is what i plan on doing um, don't envy being in your shoes, of course, <laughs> uh, but I'm sure it'll go great. Well, I mean, uh, th there's some general assumptions I'm making about the points update, um, certain things being hit. I think we've seen, uh, the rise of separatist swarms being pretty much an overwhelming success. It's hard to look at any major tournament on list fortress that is, uh, not, you know, seeing multiple separatist swarms in there. Now we're seeing a lot more sun facts and sure ticks. Um, so there's clearly some stuff rising to the top, still seeing a lot of good representation from like classic in bases too. So I think we'll see a lot of those things see point increases, particularly separatist swarms. I think a lot of the lower initiative pilots will go up across the board, just a few points, uh, to balance them out. I'm also expecting to see force users get hit reasonably hard. Yeah, they really deserve it. The force users probably regen all of our favorite elements of this game. <laughs> Well, at least that's my hope. So, I mean, the space I'm in right now is I'm I'm thinking probably Make Lulo cheaper. <laughs> you got to you're gonna have to start like a petition to get Lulo back under forty points, because um, I mean he wasn't that broken, right? No, <laughs> a nice wholesome a wing. <laughs> 
Um, really good value. I, I'm kind of expecting to probably fly first order just because I've kind of, you know, after Worlds in the months prior, really fallen in love with that faction. And I get the feeling, I think Kylo will probably see a decent points increase, but I think the rest of the faction, um, since it's not per- performing terribly well, I could the see the generic SFs going up a little bit. Yeah, that's a really good value. But I still think there's a lot of points to play with there. So I think there'll be some options on like a like a first order mid range I can do. Maybe use quick draw instead of Kylo if Kylo's too expensive. But um, there's a lot of good value on those SFs and FOs, and I don't think they'll see a huge points increase if any. No, I think in general FO is probably pretty safe for this points update. Yeah, I, I think really it'll be Force using Jedi, regen again, um, the Separatist Swarm stuff, just to see a little increase there. And hopefully some more increases to Initiative 6 pilots um, that are not doing well. It would be nice to see Fenrau go down a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, although he apparently is doing just fine, as is. So I like I need him to go down so that I can play him, but uh, people who are better than me are doing just fine with Fenrau. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, we could speculate all day about what might or might not happen with these upcoming points changes, uh, but that's not the speculation people actually care about. Episode nine's coming out right around the corner, and we know there's going to be a bunch of new ships in it. So we are going to be talking a little bit about episode nine here. We have not seen the movie. We haven't seen any real spoilers for the movie. We will just be talking about some content revealed during the uh, three official trailers for the movie. So if you're one of those no trailer fans, uh, which I totally respect, probably skip the rest of the episode now. Save it till after you see the movie, uh, either on Thursday or sometime this weekend, I'd expect. But uh, giving you a few moments here to turn off the show. Trailers are more exciting than the <laughs> movies themselves. They get you hyped sometimes. Sometimes I get disappointed, though, when they have a really good trailer and then the movie's not so great. Looking at you, Spectre. Uh, anyway, though, James Bond aside. Um, so in the trailers for the... I almost said The Last Jedi. In the trailers for The Rise of Skywalker, uh, we see some new ships here. Well, I the guess Last not Skywalker a, Awakens. The Last Skywalker Awakens. <laughs> Um, that name I'm still not sold on, but I won't judge a movie by its title. Um, we see some kind of new ships featured. Um, I guess they're not super new, right? They're very, very, very familiar to Star Wars fans. Well, in classic new trilogy fashion, it's the same ships you saw in the original trilogy, um, with slight tweakings and that's cool. Cause now we can sell them in new colors. Um, <laughs> And slightly rebuilt model designs. pertains to all of us uh, X-Wing players. Because we already have piles and piles of X-Wings, A-Wings, B-Wings, and Y-Wings, but now we have to buy even more of them just because they have a slightly different sculpt. Well, no, now we get to buy Resistance (laughs) Y-Wings, Resistance B-Wings. You know, the Resistance version of any Rebel ship is just better in every way, and really what you know lucas really intended them to be an avenue to sell more toys uh the pinnacle oh sure you know. <laughs> well so we're, we're fully expecting at this point to see a resistance y-wing and a resistance b-wing be released at some point in the future here um and i think there's some things we can learn having looked at how the t70 x-wing compared to the t65 and how the rz2 compares to the rz1 um, I think there's some general assumptions we can make about these new ships. 
Right. I mean, FFG hasn't, you know, started from scratch when making a resistance version of basically the same ship. You know, we saw this first with the T-70 and then again with the RZ-2 A-Wing. Um, just, you know, some slight differences, um, both in stat line, dial, and then um, ship abilities to distinguish them from their rebel counterparts. Right. So um, generally speaking, um, and this even goes for some of the, you know, backward stuff they've done, like seeing the Republic Y-Wing, um, they all kind of build on the base chassis we've seen from the original core fractions. Um, and one thing I expect to see is ships getting, with this new Y-Wing and this new B-Wing, ships getting new ship abilities. So the T-65 had no ship ability. When the T-70 came out, it came with that weapon hard point. The RZ-1 did have a ship ability, but the RZ-2 kind of upped that one where wasn't just adding a boost onto uh, effectively making a boost link action, but now you can also boost or rotate that arc, not to mention being able to have the forward and rear firing arc switch. Right. I mean, their stat lines have been pretty similar. You know, the A-Wing, it's basically the same, whether it's the RZ-2 or um, the RZ-1. The T-70's got an extra shield. Uh, but, you know, but when you look at the stat line, you're like, yeah, that's an X-Wing. Yeah, that's an A-Wing. Um, it's really in these ship abilities um, that you see that they're slightly different. Um, also note, the T-70 and RZ-2 have both had slightly more blues than their Rebel counterpart on their maneuver dial. Uh, just showing that these are better in all way. I Yeah, I think the big takeaway is that typically with the resistance stuff, it seems like it is slightly more expensive and then slightly improved in most dimensions. So slightly better dial, slightly better action op options, like T-65 having a default barrel roll, T-70 having a default boost. Um, generally, I would argue boost is better than barrel roll. So that's, a, that's an overall improvement, I think. And then still having the options there with the S-foils. Um, so I think I'd expect a lot of the same. So, right, so uh, resistance Y-Wing, resistance B-Wing, probably going to have similar stat line for default offense and defense, and then probably a similar hit point threshold. Well, do you think they go the T-70 route and, you know, just add an extra shield or keep it, you know, basically the same stat line? You know, when we saw the Republic Y-Wing, it's got the same number of hit points as the Rebel Y-Wing. Um, but just a different shield-to-hull ratio. Um, so we could see a different shield-to-hull ratio with the resistance Y-Wing. Um, or we could see, you know, an even sturdier platform. Right, because we could see an even uh, more extreme jump of, like, uh, default Y-Wing for the Rebel side is six-hull, two-shield. Republic went five-hull, three-shield, which is slightly better because shields can block crits. Um I, you know, I think it maybe would be a little outlandish to see like a four hole four shield, but I could definitely see them going the Republic route and giving it better defense just because we see that like overall improvement from T-70s and RZ-2s over their predecessor. Why can't they have nine hit points? Why can't <laughs> it be, you know, five hole and four shields? No, actually, that seems... This is the resistance we're talking about here, Tim. That seems fairly reasonable. I could see them doing six hole and three shields. You know, if we look at the trailer, though, uh, this Y-Wing is exact opposite of the republic y-wing which is a chonky boy um <laughs> the resistance y-wing is pretty stripped down um really just quite the skeleton of a ship there um but it's doing some fast uh spinny barrel rolls so maybe we even have a seven hit point y-wing but is pretty nimble it's funny so watching the trailer for rise of the skywalker um you see a y-wing Looks like effectively takes an, uh, a TIE fighter down with just like a regular primary weapon attack. 
something that basically never happens when we actually play X-Wing. Hey, two dice primaries, those do. Whoa, maybe it's got a three dice primary. That's what we're overlooking here. That's too far. I don't think they would, that would be terrible. Because then how is it different than an X-Wing? Um, it is funny to see in lore, like when <laughs> X-Wings are really just like fighters kind of like X-Wings. I was watching a, a video from, because I was being reminiscent and I was reminiscing about uh, Rogue Squadron, which was a series of games they had in the N64 and GameCube which were awesome. I played them endlessly back in the day. Um, but there'd be Gosh, some missions where you, you had to uh, fly a Y-Wing, and they were pretty quick. They weren't like slow and chonky, as you say, um, in that game. So it's kind of cool to see them dogfighting in a more traditional way. Do you think they'd do something extreme like that where like a uh, Resistance Y-Wing doesn't have a turret and has like a cannon slot or something? Um, I'd be super in. Um, you know, Y-Wings are traditionally like, you know, some ordnance carriers you know they drop bombs um but the resistance has the star fortress which does a lot of um that same thing you know with the bomb dropping launching bombs so i would like to see the resistance y-wing move away from that role a little bit and do something different now y-wings are pretty cool designs but as you know carson i'm a huge b-wing fan Uh, i'm pretty glad that we have some viable b-wings in x-wing right now with braylon strom in particular uh, and 10 numb a bit. Um, cool to see that here. I am actually pretty excited to see Resistance B-Wings appear. Yeah. Um, you know, B-Wing is such a weird ship, um, just as far as, like, the aesthetic design. Um, pretty unique Star Wars ship. Um, and so, you know, with all of these new trilogy ships, you know, we see them get new technology. You know, we had the Black One X-Wing that could just boost crazy fast. So... I feel like the B-Wing has a lot of potential here to do something just totally wild. We have no idea what that would be. The little bit you see of it in the trailer, it's not really doing anything exciting. Uh, It's just a B-Wing. Well, I mean, they're inherently cool. If you're Tim, that's that's exciting. Yeah, it was exciting just to see them. Like, I was kind of afraid because when we had seen like, oh, the Force Awakens gave us new X-Wings and then the Last Jedi gave us uh, new A-Wings. And I was like, oh, is that it? Like, are we only going to get one more ship? which will probably be a Y-Wing, because I'd argue that that's slightly more iconic, right? That design. It is, although I feel like like if you're just looking at the merchandising side, I think B-Wings are more exciting from, as a toy. But Or if you're looking at it from the Rebel Assault 2 side of things, um, and I'm hoping we'll get some full motion video trailers of some hammy acting advertising new X-Wing. Uh, either way, did you ever play Rebel Assault 2? No. Oh, man. It was great. You should look up some videos. That's where the Thai Phantom first appeared. No, I had a healthy childhood. <laughs> um, but, okay, new things for B-Wings. Now, it seems kind of obvious for them to do more of the shield switching um, and just do, like, four and four on the stat line. Kind of like... Um, no, here's where we're definitely getting an extra shield. Oh, it is four and four, actually, already. You think it'll go back to, like, first edition B-Wing? No, what if they gave it an extra agility? Oh, no, that can't be what done. What if this is super nimble B-Wing? <laughs> A slightly Wait, what if less it's got durable? like an S-foil, like, um, like the U-Wing, where it's got two agility on one side and one agility on the other? And it gets four attack exciting. dice? Uh, only in bullseye, but yeah. See, actually, I would be, I was thinking maybe they'll add a bullseye. That's like, called heavy ability. laser cannon. <laughs> I guess, right? The cannon slot. What I really want from this B-Wing is to see it move differently. Because uh, the Rebel B-Wing, you know, it's kind of slow and clunky. And I'm okay with the B-Wing being slow, but... You know, the Rebel B-Wing's reds are, like, pretty awkward. 
um, you know, just the short K turns and Talon rolls. I'd like to see a little bit uh, more nimble red maneuvers on the resistance B-wing. Like, but there's the problem though, Maybe right? some sloops. So if, if, you, if it just was faster and like had a similar stat line to the rebel side of things, um, it would probably have to be far more expensive than the B-wing is right now for the rebels. If it like does things where they make it have fewer hit points, give it extra agility, give it a better dial, then it's just an X-wing, right? Like, so whatever changes they make yeah. to it have to but be something. But it looks cool. <laughs> So it's just a reskin of an X-Wing. I mean, I'd kind of be cool with that, but I feel like whatever they're going to do is going to be a substantial change, right? Like, it's going to be different enough from the T-70. Either go further along with more hit points and make it more expensive, give it a cool offensive ability that the other ships don't have. Um, like, what, wouldn't it be cool if a B-Wing, if it's shooting in Bullseye or something, this is just me spitballing here, did something in Bullseye where, like, it lets you, adding an extra die is too much, and Heavy Laser Can does that, but what if it, like, could cancel one of eight result or something? Yeah, that's actually kind of interesting. Right. Just, like, like a suppressive fire type ability. Yeah, and give it a reason to barrel yeah. roll, because that's like one of the cooler things for, to see a B-Wing do, like, in the movies. Yeah, especially seeing the new B-Wing sculpts, uh, for the Rebels. Uh, be pretty exciting to have that be emphasized in the resistance viewing as well. Uh, either way, though, Carson, on the resistance side, what are you more excited at, knowing nothing about how they're going to be uh, introduced into 2.0? Are you more excited to see a new Y-Wing or new B-Wing? Uh, well, going just off the trailer, the Y-Wing did look more exciting. It's more of an action shot, so I'm leaning towards Y-Wing, but, you know, after I see the film, uh, let's chat again. Um, I'll tell you what I am just super excited for is the new Thai Dorito. <laughs> uh, yes, First Order players, you are not forgotten. You get the best of the best. Well, we already have uh, a new... Straight from the Lay's office. We have a new Interceptor coming in Von Reg's tie, right from the Resistance TV show. Which got delayed tragically yeah. into next year, so we won't probably see that well, before LVO. And the TIE Silencer is basically an Interceptor too. It is. And isn't the one in the <laughs> teaser trailer for Rise of Skywalker, isn't that also a different Interceptor looking? I don't think it's a Silencer, right? I don't know. I thought it was like yeah, the TIE Whisperer know. or something. Man, we should really do some research before we record. Um, so there might even They're, be another TIE one. Fighters are all the same. They're all the same. Um, so the Thai Dorito though, um, it, the real question is, is it going to be, uh, extra cheesy or cool ranch or I guess America flavor? Um, if you're in the UK, one of our UK listeners should tell us what they call cool ranch Doritos in the UK. Cause I know it's different. Freedom wedges. <laughs> and now we have the name for this episode of the show. Um, yeah, I actually don't know what the Thai Doritos actual name is. But it's the one that looks like uh, Jeff Bezos designed a TIE fighter. I mean, it kind of looks like Elon Musk de designed a TIE fighter. That's what I meant. Shoot. <laughs> I, was I, was... Like, I was like, don't mix these two up when you say this joke. <laughs> I was like, okay, which one's which? And th that was before we started the recording. <laughs> so you set up your joke. I I'm going to leave Bezos this. Did. Carson, I'm leaving all of this in. <laughs> no. No, it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> wait, wait, you can put it after. No, nope. let me do the nope. right. It's all of our all of our listeners are gonna listen and they're gonna wonder for a moment what like, you mean uh... by Jeff Bezos designed a Tie Fighter. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna sell it for sure, but John Elon Smith. Musk designed it. 
with two day shipping. It's uh, this is all staying in. I'm not even making this an outtake. Um, so you better oh, quick change the subject. I know I suck. John's not here to control me though. I can do what I want. John's the real mastermind right. behind um, Radio TCX. Anyways, some something something first order. Um, obviously they already went the beefier version with the silencer. Um, and Von Regs is pretty comparable to an interceptor. So I have no idea what they're going to do so with this Dorito. It'll probably be something between an FO and an SF, right? Like, it'll probably fill in that space. Maybe still have... Maybe it'll be oh, like... you think it's going to be more of a mid-range ship instead of like an AC ship? Yeah, I think it's going to be like probably like a, a TIE Striker, right? Like that kind of design. I know a lot of what we see mm. in TIE Strikers is AC, but maybe thin stat line but still has three attack dice and uh like two agility or something kind of, i i feel like this would be their yeah, so equivalent kind of squishy but um good value on offense to be an ace yeah yeah that'd be cool i think the first order could use some of that i mean anything would help them right <laughs> like just give them some diversity even though this is basically like two of their other ships they already have well, that's like the Empire, right? All they get design, are... Right? <laughs> Did you see them? There was a meme someone threw up about... Uh, so, oh, no, someone <laughs> broken. I left four TIE aggressors on the dash of my car, and someone broke the window oh, yeah. and left three more. <laughs> that was pretty clutch. You're easy to please, Tim, I which know. is great. Yeah, I mean, so those are the main new ships we're seeing in the trailers. There are some large base ships that we know in x-wing that do show up in the trailer as well uh, i'm not sure if that is going to be enough to get them into you know the resistance faction uh but curious to see what happens maybe we just get some resistance pilots flying some older chassis people have spotted a vcx i think in the larger sh one of the larger ship shots uh from the trailers so and i, I don't think ffg's scared of uh re-sculpting near identical ships and putting them in different factions so I would not be surprised if we saw Nobody cares about the VCX. There's a shadow caster, Tim. <laughs> I should really not hit the table when recording a podcast, but I'm also decide. leaving that so, in. Sorry for that. To decide. Yeah. Either way though, I guess we're going to we'll have more to talk about too once uh, once we finally see Rise of Skywalker uh in just a few days here. So, it's pretty exciting. Have you bought your tickets yet, Carson? Uh I have not. That's why I panicked when you said it was coming out tomorrow. <laughs> it feels kind of weird. Um, like it's just r showing up all of a sudden. I don't know if that's just because I have less hype for the movie, but I don't know. I'm still excited to see it a little bit. Yeah, man. Get hype. All right. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Radio TCX. We are going to take a little bit of a holiday hiatus, so there will not be an episode dropping uh, the week of Christmas, uh, which I actually think would be Christmas Day that would be the normal release. Maybe we'll have something special to throw out there for you, not directly X-Wing related. Uh, hopefully we'll we'll make that happen here in the next week or so. Uh, but we will be back in the new year uh, with new episodes. So lot, hopefully lots more to talk about once we see Rise of the Skywalker and get some better ideas of what these ships might do in the future. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an exciting month for every Star Wars fan great stuff on disney plus new movie coming out you know me i'm just going to every store and uh buying out every baby yoda merch there is <laughs> what little there is hey that's gonna be my retirement fund right there <laughs> just funko pop baby yodas yeah thank you all so much for listening 
Uh, if you like the show, please go into facebook.com slash radio TCX and like our Facebook page. <laughs> Kills me every time. <laughs> Did you forget what our Twitter handle is again? <laughs> no, I just every time I announce it, it kills me. Because <laughs> we don't post any content there, should we drop it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, probably. You can, for now, you can follow us on Twitter at Radio TCX Podcast. <laughs> if you like the show a lot, you can go on to iTunes and leave us a five star review. Those five star reviews are super important in uh, getting some exposure out there, letting people know you like the show. And if you can leave a written review there too, saying why people should listen, we really do appreciate that. You can follow us on Twitter at Radio. You just did that. Well, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Radio TCX Podcast. There's a second take there if you want that one better. I'll just put them both. And there. if you want to support the show directly, please consider going on to patreon.com slash radio TCX and becoming a supporter of the show today. Again, folks, thank you so much for listening. Have a great holiday season, and we will talk to you uh, in the new year, maybe sooner. Great day to talk about X-Wing. Like that that's your catchphrase. It's like it's a nice wholesome catchphrase. Because we're a nice wholesome podcast. That's at least the image I want to project. Yeah. <laughs>